Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's a podcast that grew up on Tang and Pop-Tarts, guys of a certain age, Robbie Kublitz, in studio alongside... Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. Or as some of our wives will call it, the Old Guys Podcast. The Old Guys <laughs> Podcast. And... Mark your calendars now. True believers, if you're listening right now, this would be the episode before our live episode at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern on Highway 182 in Stark, Vegas. We will be at Dave's October the 6th. At 7 o'clock. So we've got one next week, though, right? Well, yeah, but this remember, we're two weeks ahead, so this is the one that oh, drops okay. on October This is not one. the one we're recording before, because no. I was going, wait a minute. Timely, wibbly. You and yeah. Dave are both trying you to already push made us. <laughs> Dave already made us nervous the other night. Did he? Did he? Yeah. yeah. No. no. So this will not really. I wouldn't airy. come in. This will <laughs> drop. You listen to this. If you would have listened to me when I said, true believers, if you're listening. Yeah. So this should drop October 1. I guess we're not true believers. The money. Not. You don't believe <laughs> actually, in yourself. October 1 actually, is Saturday. Actually, I know for a fact you we're not true believers. <laughs> <laughs> we know how the sausage is made. Because <laughs> uh, we, we are the sausage. Okay. So let's jump into Geeks of the Week. Jay, I think you're the only one. Did you just snort? Art? Did, that was yeah, that was sorry, Art who snort, snorted. So snort alert. Jay, you want to? Art and I are real prepared. Okay, you got I'll, notes. I'll lead off. Uh, yeah. I'll lead off. Uh, I, I read an article. But you know, <laughs> I'll lead off. Um, so we got um, been a lot of chatter here about the Batgirl, you know, being um, canned for whatever tax write-off or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and you know, lots of other DC things been. Uh, canceled and meanwhile marvel and d23 are you know telling us all about new stuff right i even saw today that um i thought we had talked about here that sandman was renewed but neil gaiman is saying that it's not yet renewed. oh i thought it was well, I, th- I thought so too i thought we'd even talked about we it. we talked about it because string the uh writers guild had a entry for sandman season two and folks were taking that as okay. since the writers guild had an official official right. entry for it so. well as of a day or two ago neil gaiman is saying that the the data is still being processed and don't give up but uh officially there's no Renewal, but that led me to another article. I believe it was on uh, Screen Rant, or maybe it was Geek Tyrant, talking about The Simpsons in a 2015 episode called The Treehouse of Horror 26. There's a scene in which there's a bunch of movie execs sitting in a theater with one guy. What's the, what's the drunk? It's Mo. Barney. Barney. Yeah. Barney's the drunk. Mo is the bartender. Who serves Barney. Right. Yeah, that's right. Barney's Over the only one Barney. in the theater. Some, yeah. yeah, And he's watching this movie, and the execs are back there saying, we've got we've to gotta get rid of this. There's nobody that's bought tickets. We'll, we'll can the whole thing and, and do it for insurance purposes. So kind of predicting yeah. the same kind of thing as Batgirl. And I, I thought I had heard something like that before, so I looked it up. And Time Magazine had an article a couple of years ago about the number of times The Simpsons have predicted the future. Yeah, I was going to say this. That's happened several times, hasn't it? Right. I just wrote. A Do few you have some down. examples? I have some examples. Would you share those with us? I would love to. Oh, we're uh, out of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
That might be better. Uh, Siegfried and Roy Tiger Attack was predicted 10 years prior to that. Wow. That's kind of low-hanging fruit, Okay, some of them are definitely low-hanging fruit. Uh, One of them, though, actually became part of the lingo at Apple uh, when they predicted autocorrect failures. They were using the Newton. Was that actually a thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. I've got one around here somewhere. Okay, so using the Newton like in 19... And it actually shows up in the uh, show we're going to be talking about later. Okay, awesome. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah, it does. So we've got this. Uh, they're talking into a Newton. They say, "Nice segue, Jay." Thank you. <laughs> we'll just say it again later. Um, we'll forget. <laughs> beat up, beat up Martin is the is the reminder he's putting into his Newton. But it comes out, eat up Martha. And so apparently, years later, when Apple is working on their iOS keyboards, the eat up Martha was became kind of a catchphrase as they were trying to you know make things better. That's I don't kind know of if they've actually made things like better. That. Yeah, but, eat so, up Martha. Faulty voter Did machines. You, you remember when uh, somebody in, I forget what state it was, like they put the vote in for one candidate for president for like Obama and it came out somebody else, like Mitt Romney, I think was the one. Yeah. Um, apparently Homer, same thing, years before that had done the, like uh, four years before. Trump was predicted to be president. Yes. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. 16 yeah. years. Apparently in this futuristic episode, Lisa becomes president and her predecessor was Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. She can't figure out why the economy is in a shambles. Um, <laughs> we don't do politics here. That's right. We that's don't right. do politics. I'm just quoting from the movie. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a movie. It was. It a, was well, there was a Simpsons movie. Yeah, but that some wasn't of these the, came from the movie. Okay. All right. And I'm not telling you which ones they are, so you just assume if I say movie, it's from the movie. Uh, Greece's debt default was predicted a few years before, but in a, in a way that, like it was, you know, the, the banner that runs under the news. Yeah. It says that, the the EU is selling Greece on eBay, Ooh. and this is about like three years before, before they actually that happened. defaulted. Yeah, um, the low, the really low hanging fruit was like uh, smart watches and FaceTime because you could actually say that I think Dick Tracy also predicted that, and that was yeah. way before Simpsons. It was, but the, and I don't know much about this, but the God particle, the Biggs hosting and Bog, that one, something like that. Yeah, um, apparently Homer is standing in front of a chalkboard with an equation in front of him uh in 1998 was it homer or bart it was homer and because i've seen the picture just minutes ago <laughs> standing Ooh, wow. in front of this equation that is eerily similar to what the actual whatever nano mass of the of the god particle turned out to be so it that was kind of crazy yeah that is crazy that's really rad so uh who, who was the um who was the the, the guy who wrote the book like the Stephen pro- Hawking? No, the prophecies. Oh, the, Nostradamus? Yeah, move over Nostradamus, <laughs> make way for Matt Groening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, so there, there's a few more, but those are ones I've had time to write down. So I wonder if how many are in Futurama? How many? Probably none. Wouldn't that be something? No. <laughs> they predict nothing. They predict nothing. They predicted heads being able to live without yeah. their bodies. Yeah. Man, I love, I love Dick. When that happens. Dick Nixon's head. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, all those, right. Those are cool. Those are very cool. That's a very cool geek of the week. Thank Thanks. you there. Thank you for sharing, Jay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Jay's got a little attitude with the celebrity of the uh, live what, podcast. Well, I guess I mean, so. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to, I think we're going to see. Did you notice he had bodyguards out? I did out, notice yeah. that. Yeah. When we came in. Yeah. And they had to ask for ID for us to uh-huh. get close to him. Uh huh. Wow. So, it was just right guard. You got, <laughs> was the right guard. <laughs> As opposed to. Speed stick, I right. guess. Hey, so do you have a geek yet, Art? I do, yes. All right, you go ahead. I hope we haven't said this already. No, it doesn't matter. Iman Esfandi. Iman Esfandi has been cast as Ezra Bridger 
and the upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka spinoff. I have not seen that yet. Does he look like Ezra? That's what he looks like right there. He I'm looks like Ezra. Gerab- he looks like Ezra. Yes. I was Is just talking room? with a coworker who freaked out when she heard that this was happening. She goes, "Have you watched Rebels?" I said, "No." She goes, "You go home and watch Rebels yeah. right now." You go home right now and watch okay, Rebels. We'll see y'all. Is- <laughs> so the next casting would be Thrawn. Thrawn. So that's that's awesome. He yeah. looks just like Ezra. Yeah, they really did a good job. I don't know. I'm not familiar with this actor's work, uh, but. He uh, looks- so is that confirmed or rumor? This is confirmed. This is uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Iman Asfandi joins Ahsoka as fan favorite Ezra Bridger. Rosario Dawson leads the Disney lit. So this is this is not a rumored to play. This is uh, it's headed, officially headed to live action with Iman Asfandi. And I hope I'm saying that name right because uh, I know he's listening. Uh, playing the Star Wars animated character in Ahsoka. That's awesome. Yeah. So they find him. Well, see, you're spoiling stuff for well, people that haven't seen him. You know. Okay, or maybe so they has don't. anybody seen Ahsoka? Are you talking about Rebels? No, I'm talking Ahsoka. about Rebels. Okay, which, Ahsoka hasn't which I, dropped which yet. Which my friend would not say anything about because she didn't want to spoil it, but Robbie apparently has let the cat out of the bag. You'll sleep before you watch it, and you'll completely <laughs> yeah. forget I said that. And I figured, based on her reaction, that there was something about him that would make it kind of remarkable that all of a sudden he's shown up. So uh, it's a great series. It's arguably one of the best Star Wars series, including yeah. live action. And I told her, I'd... I'd told her when we talked about it that you had been telling me for years yes. to watch both Clone Wars and so, uh, Rebels. Have I have I led you guys astray on any of my recommendations? Because uh, we're going to be talking about one of my recommendations in the back half of the show that you finally have caught up on. Yeah. You got a little street cred on this one. Yeah. 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 So Rebels is great. So. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. Though. No, that's not what we're talking about. That's great. So my Geek of the Week was something that we may or may not have missed at D23. Thank you for the opening there, Mr. Reed. Uh, apparently, oh, 2024, we'll see a remake of the never-ending story. Mm. That's what We talked some about D23 last week, was it, when you and I were did yep. it? And that's not something that, that we mentioned. Yeah, we didn't Right, yeah. So that's good. So that's uh, the, the potential of a, a remake. Of- I love the fact that there's a never-ending story part two. Yeah, and then there. This is so. I love the original. And uh, have you ever read the book? Either I you read haven't the, read the book. The no. book's great. the 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 version of the book I read, um, the the the, you know, you have two stories going on. It's uh-huh. it's a little bit like Princess Bride, but one of the stories is printed in red ink, and one is printed in green ink. Oh, oh. wow! Okay, so it's interwoven. So it's oh, probably cool. been done away with since I read that. I always want to see the never ending. Out, they would look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Never Ending Story guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always wanted to see Never Ending Story Part 2, but the person I was going to the movie with that night, they decided they wanted to go see Silence of the Lambs. Uh, very different. Very different. Yeah. And I just, I've never cared for Silence of the Lambs. Oh. So, but. So anyway. there's a I one like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Wait, can you speak at different times? <laughs> go ahead. No, I, what? On the Never Ending Story. What? Uh, <laughs> Was there already two, and this is going to be a third, or is uh, this, this is a reboot? This, this is, is a remake reboot. of the thing. Yeah, I believe so there, this, had, there was been a. I believe this is a complete reboot. Yeah. So, okay. um, so Never Ending and Story Part Two was actually a continuation. Who's the hero of Never Ending Story? The I guy? don't know. Anyway, the 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 young lad that is the the hero also played Boxy on the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> I've actually watched a few episodes of that recently. I was like, I got to see what the, how this holds up again, and it didn't. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's fun to watch, but it's, you're just like, wow. 
So where did you see Galactica on? What was it on? Uh, let's see. What did I see? Was it Peacock? Peacock? Yeah, Peacock. Yeah, it had to be Peacock. Yeah, that's what it was. I also came across something else I thought was interesting. So did you got we? Did you and I are? Did we go see Cloverfield in yeah, the theater? The the first one. The first one. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. And I I, I love Cloverfield. Did you ever see Cloverfield, Jay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great found footage kind of into the world. I've got my into the world trilogy. I've got Cloverfield. I've got, um, I am legend and I've got the Tom Cruise war of the worlds. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's, that gets your into the world, you know, hormones pumping right there. Um, but so did you know you had into the world hormones? <laughs> he probably does. And he has bodyguards. Uh, so the, uh, Netflix did, no, there was a Cloverfield. Did you say Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Naked flicks. Oh. Sorry, Mrs. Reed. So there was a follow up to Cloverfield. Streaming was, service. It was, uh, what was it called? 1600 Cloverfield Lane, I think no, it, it was. No, 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's a little further, not <laughs> was, quite as far down the road. So that had John Goodman in yeah. it, and I forget who else it had in uh, it. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So it was set. In a bunker, yeah, and it was it had a rough connection to the original, but yeah. very far out. Yeah, and I really liked that a lot. It was good. It just, yeah, did you watch the Cloverfield Paradox on I did. Netflix? Yes, with that space, the one yeah. in space. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good too. Yeah, it had Beer and Zemo in it. Yes, that's why I watched it. Yeah, yeah because I thought, how bad can it be? So that was a sci-fi movie that was repurposed to be brought into right. the Cloverfield yeah. universe. Uh-huh. So apparently, was there's not a, was it. Okay, so what had it been made, and then they added stuff to I it? I believe they did. Yeah, because that's what I thought, too. It wasn't like they had the story and they said, oh, let's make it this. They actually had the movie pretty much shot and ready to go, right? And Netflix bought it and said, we're going to make it. And to tag it. some stuff on yeah. it, yeah. And so there's supposed to be a fourth Cloverfield coming Okay, at some point. All very different movies. Yeah. But all entertaining. <laughs> so I really wish they would have, you know, the Cloverfield monster would have been one of the... Uh, um, Kaju... Well, you could be in Kaiju, but but Geiger, an HR Geiger. Monster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would have yeah. been really cool. So, but anyway, those are my geeks that I came up with. That okay. neither one of you had. Should Definitely we start? Not. Should we start competing on who uh, who who like duplicates geeks or something? We just come in completely blind, and if somebody duplicates someone else's geek, they own lunch or something. Mm. Now that went over real well. Okay, so I was trying to, trying to think about it. it might be some kind of, anyway. Unless hey, unless could, y'all are coming from Popular Mechanics, I think I got this one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I, I just wonder if we should do it where we duplicate our own geeks. You told that story to us two weeks ago. So you got oh, by yourself like, lunch. That's right, so. that's right. All right. I mentioned Tang at the top of the broadcast. We're going to take an adventure with NASA. I said it's the podcast that grew up on Tang and Pop Tarts. We got to start listening. To you. you really do. You really do. We're going to talk for uh, all of mankind. Rondi Moore. Reimagining of the space race up next. Hey, it's Robbie. It's Art. It's Jay. And this is Guys of a Certain Age. We want to invite you to our live recording, first and probably last, at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern on Highway 182 in Stark Vegas, October 6th at 7 p.m. We put it at 7 because Jay's got to work that day. We hope you guys see us. Food, <laughs> fun, wings, Jay, a lot Art, of preparation, myself. Come see us. We'll see you then. And we're back. We're going to talk for all of mankind, or as Art just said, for all of guy kind. A Apple TV Plus exclusive produced by Ron D. Moore, who is known for... 
Battlestar Galactica. That's right. He was also a staff writer on... Star Trek The Next Generation. And DS9. Oh, DS9. Maybe he did DS9 and not he, Star Trek Next he Generation. Was, he was staff writer on DS9, but I think he did one or two okay. Next Generation. There's a song about him, too. The D-Run, run, run, the D-Run, run. Mm. So, make... I've really enjoyed For hey, All of Mankind. For no me. more of that. <laughs> I'm going to run him out of here. Uh. Oh, wow. So, I've really enjoyed For All of Mankind. I've been trying to get these two guys to watch it, and you finally have watched it. Yeah. So, have I led you wrong on a podcast? No, I started... Oh, no, on a podcast. I've led you wrong on this podcast <laughs> yes. plenty of times. We don't want to go there. Today, so far? Yeah. So, um, it's only available on Apple TV+, Plus, which I think is a little bit of a shame. Yeah, It's one of the best things, if not the best thing, on Apple TV+. Plus. And I think if it, if it was on any other streaming service, it would be nominated for Emmys. It would have a much stronger following. Yeah, I agree. Does. I have to. I have to agree with that. So, Art, why don't you set up the premise of for all of mankind? What is it about now? No, it's a shopping Space. show. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's an alternative history thing, and I know we've talked about it some, but uh, and and that's what kind of put me off of it at first. But it it presumes that the Russians were first uh, by about a week. Uh, beating us to the moon, or maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, they they landed on the moon first, and the, so that it set the whole space race in a different arc. Uh, one of the things, one of the first changes that are implemented is that uh, they decide to go ahead and allow women to be astronauts earlier on. So there's a also a because of, Russia did it first. Yeah, because yeah. there's a there's a group of women that in reality were called the Mercury Thirteen that become Nixon's women in this story. Anyway. It, it t- starts off in the 60s, right around the time of the moon landing, or the moon landing would have been, and then takes us through, and we see the moon colonized. We see, you know, uh, American and Russian relations and, and how that uh, has changed because of the space space race. We see changes in politics that happen because of certain events. Some things stay the same. Some things are, are radically different. It's And that's what's so cool is you see little bits and pieces of things that you have. It, oh, well, that happened still. But then this went off in a completely different direction. And there, it goes, what's the, okay, so we're in the 90s. We're in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so it takes place over three seasons. Each each season has a rather significant time jump. So first season starts, like Art says, at the at the initial moon landing and takes mm-hmm. you through the early 70s, I believe. Right, yeah. And then, because the moon landing is 69, so we're basically right. in the 70s. And yeah. then the second season takes place in the 80s. Right, and we see at the end of the season one, we see a, the time jump where they go ahead and they show this so, new space vehicle about to launch. And so you go, okay, and, which I thought wouldn't work. I just think how are you I mean how are you going to jump these folks this far ahead but it did it does every time did So it? Ron Moore did that in Galactica a couple of times. Okay, so yeah. at the end of the season he would jump it way far, you know, like a you know 6 months or a year yeah. in advance and then you'd come in and you know you'd have this little coda you'd not really know how you got there mm-hmm. or or what was happening and so they did that at the end of season 1 right. for all mankind. Um you know, I also think they were not renewed at that point for season two. Right. So uh, they yeah. wanted to kind of give a little, hey, we're we're moving forward. This could be a series finale as well as a season That's finale. right. That's yeah. right. And then season three, which dropped recently in Apple TV Plus, is takes you in the 90s uh, up to the early 2000s. Well, I mean. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, the jump at the end. The very the, end jump. One of the things I found fascinating, like you just said, Art, was the um, uh, all the politics and world events that are alluded to or talked about yeah. that gives you an alternative history. Yes. So Carter never becomes president. Nixon is never assassinated. 
I mean, not Nixon. Um, wait, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. What timeline are we in? We, we've jumped timelines. Yeah. Sliders. Kennedy is not. Kennedy is never assassinated. Yeah. Reagan becomes president in 76, right. and he's out of office at 84. Uh-huh. So um, it, it's just all that is pretty fascinating. NASA becomes its own self-funded entity, arguably yes. the most powerful mm-hmm branch of the government because what they do they hold all the patents that they discover and they license the patents out mm-hmm. which i thought was fascinating just think if we you know if nasa had held on to velcro yeah and pins that could ride upside down and space ice cream and space I mean, ice cream how how you know i mean in tang in tank too how how profitable would nasa be at this point yeah so um, but also that race, the antagonist of the Russians getting to the moon, mm-hmm. forcing them to go further, further, further. Um, you know, there's always been a feeling that, you know, we made it to the moon and that was the U.S. made it to the moon. That was the end game. And there's no one who could even achieve anything like that. Yeah. And so we won and we're not And that was in it. We, yeah. The race was, was, was won and we decided that was all we needed to do. Sure. Yeah. So it's fascinating to see that. And like, you know, the, there's also, um, like looking at the the third season and the tech that's involved, there's a there's a private company that enters into the space race, and mm-hmm. obviously this guy's modeled after Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and all those folks. All Steve wrapped jobs. into one, yeah, yeah. And um, but the tech, what's interesting is the tech is very much current day. You see, you start to see flat screen monitors. At first, there's this thing where you, you know, like NASA still has you know CRTs and and their their stuff, but they they show the tech of the What's the name of the company? Um, uh, Helios. 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 Yeah, uh, their tech is is almost like current day. Mm-hmm. So they're showing you, okay, in the commercial sector, things are still you know kind of advancing, uh, which I thought was fascinating. And we we mentioned the Newton earlier. There's a they're using the Newtons almost as we use iPhones. They're they're making video calls on on Newtons and they're. I don't think they ever space to. Yeah, to I don't Earth. think they ever call okay. them a Newton, but that's what they're. That's what you see them as it, at first. And it's, it's basically that's as. kind of the 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 shape that they've got. But uh, you know, in addition to all that stuff, the character development's great. The uh, I, I think anyway, mm-hmm. and um, they they avoided a lot of a lot of cliche things that they could have done. You know, could have done the whole series when I first saw it. Too another reason that I was kind of reluctant to watch it. I thought it was going to be. A lot about oh, there are women in space now, and how are the men going to handle it? And there's some of that, mm-hmm. but that is not the show. No, I mean they they get past that pretty quickly because the women, you know, that that are again are there are a few people that are based on real people that uh, that are part of the space station. Deke Slayton for one. Deke Slayton is the one I was thinking of. Uh, I think there's a Gene Kranz in there at one yeah. point. Yeah. But, but they uh, talk about Buzz and they talk about and a yeah, lot of other right. actual folks. And then what's her name? The uh, Sally Sally Ride. Ride. Yeah, Sally Rod's in there. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, but uh, but the main characters, the ones that we follow throughout the story, are either composites of real people or wholly new people. All you know together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the pilot Molly, and I can't remember what uh, her last name is, but she's based on a composite of people that were uh, the astronauts that were part of the Mercury 13. Molly Cobb. Yeah, Molly Cobb and played by uh, Sonia Wagner. Yeah, who was in Lost. Right. Which, when our Lost episode, we talked about that. And, uh, and then we lost the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. But, um, so the, Robbie's making recommendations for us. We recommended to watch Lost. Have you finished Lost? I'll never tell. Okay. <laughs> um, but we can't talk about it. You can't. No, anyway. No, no. So. 
Yeah. So Joel so, Kinnaman is the lead in it. Yeah. And, Ed. Um, yeah. Ed, Ed Baldwin. Uh, Ed Baldwin. And so Joel, first time I saw Joel Kinnaman was uh, in House of Cards. Okay. He played a uh, young governor who was running for president. And then he was the lead in Altered Carbon Season 1 on uh-huh. Netflix. And then uh, he shows up in For All Mankind. He's on Suicide Squad. He's on Suicide Squad as is, well. Is he in both of those? Or is yes, he just, he's in both yeah, of them. He was yeah. about the only character that and he and... Uh, John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a fabulous, fabulous actor. And his, what he does with Ed Baldwin, just that arc is great. Yeah. Uh, Big fan of Chantel Van Santen, who plays his wife. Karen. He plays his wife, Karen. She, I liked her, but I, through the whole thing, I was just like frustrated with her just because I I think I got nervous. She seemed nervous the whole time. Uh, Like all the seasons in some form or fashion. Well, of course. I mean, her husband's um, an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. I I just mean it, it really impacted me. Her, the way she was acting, it made me kind of get worried. Yeah. So she she was in the boys. She was, um, she was Homelander's child's son. Um, what's his face? She was was his son. No, she was the mother of Homelander. Oh, okay, son. gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If you go back, you remember. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. Who was story. the protagonist? Who was uh, played uh, McCoy? In, Billy. Yeah, Billy Bean. No, Billy Bean was in. Whatever. Billy's the actor's name, right? No, that you're talking about the actor that played McCoy. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? He's also he was Scourge in Thor. He was Judge Dredd. He was also Billy is one of his names. Billy's name. his name in in um, Billy's his name in the boys. Anyway, it's his wife that he thought was dead. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So name. she plays her, and I, I don't think connection. I've seen her in anything else. But she, I, I, she think, was in some like teen show, like the like uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. It, but I couldn't. It's I, Carl I, Urban. It finally came to me. Yeah. yeah. He's I, a, and he's a favorite actor of mine. I think he's great in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, I love Carl Urban. Yeah. But but she uh, she's great in it. And yeah, and she is. Like I said, everybody that they've cast is good. It's it's fabulous. Uh-huh. It's a great show. Production value is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Original story. Uh, but I don't like the intro. I skip the intro every time. The intro is just a little too. I don't know. Like I'm watching a National Geographic special. Yeah, I'll. I'll I don't think you can skip it the the first uh, the first episode, first episode yeah. but you can skip it thereafter, and I do I, yeah I do that yeah yeah. So what uh, Jay? What did you like about it? Well, you know, coming from a sort of a space connected family, you know, we've talked about before about my dad working for NASA. I wish there was a way he could watch it. He didn't have Apple TV. Yeah, but um, you could buy it for them as a as a good son. I could. Do you I not have? We'll do they have a streaming service kind of box? They have their TV doesn't doesn't add apps is too old oh, okay so we're, we're working on that but um but yeah i mean just coming from that because i was i mean as much as y'all had talked about it i didn't realize what was going to happen uh-huh. the first episode and i was right there trying to figure out well why are the folks in mission control seem so um not busy yeah <laughs> if the if their astronauts are landing so that that took it that made it wild for me but i don't know it's the what you already said, Art, about how they were, they they brought together some real events and real people, mm-hmm. but put them in different situations. Like you could see Clinton, some of the things he said, he actually said some of them. You, you could tell in Reagan, yeah. especially uh-huh. they would, you know, kind of make the what do you call it, the deep fake, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so hello, who was that? Not me. Wouldn't me either. <laughs> That's me either. I don't know. Oh, right, right, Reggie. Uh, wouldn't me. I don't think. But I, you know, I like the way they plugged that stuff in. Like they brought in the last season, um, you know, there was a lot of 
talk about the, you know, about Ellen and Larry and how they made that marriage work, even though neither one yeah. of them really wanted to be spoilers, to by the way. Yeah, definitely. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh yeah. Spoilers. You know, and then when she became president and they had this whole don't ask, don't tell thing yeah. that actually what came from Clinton's presidency, but he's right. not president now. Yeah. So those kind of things, that was just fun for me Yeah, to see all that come up. Um, and I would, t- Melissa and I actually watched it together. She liked it too. And yeah. So Becky likes it a lot. We'd too. say, well, okay, mm-hmm. this, this really happened, but that didn't happen. And look stuff up. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a fun show to watch. And I did like the, the progression, you know, when they get mm-hmm. to Mars and, you know, just every episode seemed to go a different direction than I expected. Yeah. It to. And, and, and the characters have own, their own personal twist where you go, oh, I can't believe they would do this. And they, but they make it believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I love the, um, I love the, the rescue at the end of season one. Again, spoiler alerts, even mm-hmm. if, Go watch it, regardless of what you listen to yeah. us saying here with spoilers. There's a rescue where uh, Ed Baldwin, Joel Kinnaman's character, has got to launch a uh, is it oxygen or something liquid oxygen, a tube, uh, a canister to a uh, Apollo capsule that's that's spiraling out of orbit, and they miss it and. One of the astronauts, one of the female astronauts, detaches and go grabs it, and it's an amazing moment, and it's like one of those cheer moments, yeah, you know. And then uh, um, the the other rescue of the of the ship. Uh, one of the things I really liked about it was not everything. They're not afraid to to have cataclysmic events that that either kill or injure characters, right? Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, very realistic in that regard. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a there's a parallel to the Oklahoma City bombing Oklahoma City bombing yes. that happens that's but pretty shocking in, in, uh, season that really surprised that. me that yeah, surprised that, me too yeah, yeah. So. that there was such uh, but they worked it so well with uh, Margot and when Elena comes in and sees that yeah. Margot is gone and you just say well the piano fell off the yeah off the building she's you know it's one of those deals and then boom the actress who plays Margot is phenomenal yeah she is she's one a standout to me and, and and again among really talented cast but i've always liked her i thought she she did, did you watch job. any of her sort of after things of the science i haven't watched behind. those uh i've watched little clips of it it's interesting she's got a little bit different voice in in real life she's not than, uh, really from alabama <laughs> well she might be she's uh, where not. is she from i'm looking her up ren smith uh, she's American. She was born in Lexington, South Carolina. Okay, okay, so it's the Southern accent, which always sounded authentic to me. So she went to uh, SMU. Interesting. So yeah. she but I is think a, she speaks supposed to be from uh, Huntsville. She's from Huntsville, Huntsville, where her father was. Yeah. 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 So great, great actors. Great, and, and what great was his content. name? Von Braun. He was an actor. Werner Von Braun. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. So that was interesting. So. It, it took you guys a little while to get into it, but once you watched an episode or two, you were hooked, correct? Yeah, for, for sure. me, it was when I got past the uh, the lunar landing, you know, and kind of said, uh, you know, I don't know if I like this. The, the Russians were there first. And then you get past that episode and you go, okay, I'm, I'm seeing how they're building on this and it's okay. It, it, it worked really well for me. And since then, yeah, absolutely hooked. So were you aware of it before I started harping on it? Yes. No. Yeah, I had like so, I said, I had seen it and thought it was going to be something totally different than what it was. I so, thought it was going to be, you know, women astronaut trying to enter the boys' club of astronauts. When maybe there's another series that's like that too, but but I thought that was going to be the whole story. I thought that was the the main thing. You know, that, so what could Apple have done better to promote it to either one of you? I guess I just I don't turn it much on Apple unless I'm going with other services. I will go to the service and start scrolling through 
to see if there's something I want to watch. But, but I don't know, do that as much with they, Apple. They, I don't they don't do trailers for these kind of things. And maybe they should. Maybe they should treat, you know, maybe there should be something that says, here's what this, and then show, and so you have a better understanding of what it is. I do think streaming services tend to preach to the choir a lot. You're yeah. already on the streaming service, and they're trying to get you to watch something that's available as opposed to, here's something, you know, putting this on a, uh, you know, commercial broadcast and or a regular broadcast and saying uh, here's something that's available you see you see advertisements for the service yeah but I sometimes wonder if maybe they promoted and this would go for I think Ted Lasso you know just by word of mouth and exposure you know became a huge draw for Apple uh, TV plus accidentally accidentally yeah that's yeah. right and um, Apple literally but everything you see for pretty much any streaming service is just uh, like scenes from their from their offerings, as opposed to a trailer for one particular show. Like Severance could have, uh, you know, I mean that's such a great show and such a bizarre thing that'd be kind of cool to see that. So you got Ted Lasso, you've got Severance, you've got For All Mankind. Yeah. Uh, the morning show was okay. It that's one that you you recommend that I didn't care for. I said it was okay. You said it was the best thing you had seen. Let's go back no. and pull the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me pull the tape. You know I'm going to record something. <laughs> I really don't like the morning right. show that much. Yeah. Uh, Guys, you've got to see the morning show is just okay. <laughs> it's really just okay. <laughs> so the morning show was their marquee. Was their marquee piece? They dropped because a lot of money. Yeah, because it had those stars involved. It's got Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. It's Reese got Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon, who is Matthew think, McConaughey. Is not in it. <laughs> Neither is John Hamm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, and it just wasn't that good. You didn't yeah. care about the characters. There yeah. was not one character on there that you cared about. Yeah, it, I don't think it was a bad show. I've only watched season one, but I don't think it was a bad show. It just didn't live up to the hype. No, it did not. And so Apple had a lot better shows to promote. And I think you're exactly right, Art. Yeah. I think if Apple had say, okay, we're going to make this our marquee show and do trailers for this show... Yeah. Instead of pushing the service, because Netflix will do that occasionally, yeah, they'll 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 single out a show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really kind of surprised Netflix has not started running nonstop um, ads for The Crown. Yeah, um, I mean now would be the time to do that. But you know, The Crown is up in viewership on Netflix; it's yeah. in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just Apple has always been basically, hey, you've got an Apple device, we have this service, and it's kind of cool. Well, they apply their same. Uh, thought process but behind marketing their their physical products you know it's more lifestyle based it's not you you know you wouldn't see a, a, a an apple computer uh advertisement that talked about the different you know apps uh, applications you could use on this you're not seeing them use uh, keynote or powerpoint or whatever you're seeing you know flashy stuff and little quick cuts of things and that's kind of how it's improving your life and so yeah. there's not a real so i think they do the same thing with that, because I'm thinking about the Apple TV Plus ads that I see, and you see very quick cuts. And so if you know the shows, you recognize what they're from. But is there enough there to say, if you're not already engaged, oh, I, you know, I don't know what these shows are about. And the other thing is, there's not any cross-silo promotion. So if you're on the, if you're on the Amazon Prime platform, you're not going to see, you're not going to see uh, any ads for anything. That's right. That's if right. you're watching Thursday Night Football, you're only going to see Apple, I mean, Amazon product ads, which yeah. gets kind of ridiculous yeah. after a time. So, but, uh, and a shout out to Amazon for Thursday Night Football. That broadcast looks phenomenal. I need to check it out. It looks like they've been doing it for 10 years. Okay. Uh, the talent's great. It's Al Michaels. It's um, Kurt Herbstreit. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. I knew I, I knew Al Michaels was involved. So I, I mean, Herb, it, was. it looks like a top end NFL production. Okay. Broadcast. So, but anyway, yeah. Shout out to to Amazon for that. So they seem to have gotten live sports right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NFL Sunday Ticket is up for auction for next season. And it's going to a streamer, and there's a lot yeah. of speculation that it's going to end up at Apple. So that may be the the killer application mm-hmm. that gets Apple TV Plus into a lot of households. Because if you guys recall, way back in the years, the thing that made Fox acceptable was the NFL. Yeah, They pulled that NFC contract, and it changed how you thought about Fox. And now Fox is one of the main players. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Back to For All Mankind, though. It was, oh, it was yeah, the, we were doing yeah, more. Let's see. Uh, what are the... What are the weak points? Do you find there are weak points? Science seems to be pretty well grounded. Granted, there's the occasional thing you go, oh, would that really happen? Could they really survive and duct tape, you know, for that long? But, <laughs> uh, or, you know, would you really strap a pregnant woman onto a, a rocket and send her up? Shoot her up. <laughs> that was. But, yeah. but, but for the most part, I think, I mean, what they're using for the, you know, the colonization stuff on the moon and for the exploration of Mars is all very much the, the science. O- You've probably seen it in your popular mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing Matt missing is Matt Damon showing up with a bunch of potatoes. Yeah. And they just haven't gotten there yet. They haven't gotten yeah, there that's yet. That's right. So, you know, shout out to the Martian. That's Andy right. Weir, I, Martian. Didn't, I mean, I can't think of anything that that seemed weak other than, like I said, I, I think Karen was just kind of like, uh, okay, she's... Uh, even though I loved we her know, arc, we know you hate Karen. I don't Let's hate move. Karen. I like. I, I was very disappointed in That's, Karen. I just, and her dalliance with the young man. Yes, yes. yes. But again, we're supposed to be. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's the there is a soap opera aspect to the show. We'll have to, you that's know, there's true. there's there's part of that. There's too, but it's fun though. It's not, you know, it's not. Well, the 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 idea of I mean, it set out, up most of the third season. Of yeah, that it one. did. Yeah, it did. And, but I still wonder how did this guy make it into the space program? He obviously had some mental problems. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you know, they should have caught that and helped him. And the fact it's, that the out, legacy, the outpost, yeah, right. the outpost would be franchised across the world. Yeah, I don't really. You know, get into that. That's a restaurant. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah, no. And enough so that they're able to put in finance an outpost in space, like a 2001 style, yeah. you know, hotel in orbit. Ah, no. Yeah. No. You know, like I said, there, there, there are a lot of things that come from the space program being successful and being uh, an instrumental part of life instead of, as you were saying, it kind of just, you know, really. Uh, peaked during the the, the moon uh, the Apollo missions and then you know the, the shuttle things were were functional and important but they never had the the glamour or whatever of the the missions and so this this continues that exploration idea I like that so there is one thing missing no one has said so say we all so say we all so that's from Battlestar Galactica yeah oh, okay yeah that was which Ron Moore did prior to this i just can't wait for you know them to get to a certain point all of a sudden lauren green and <laughs> we found earth <laughs> but you gotta have wolfman jack oh yeah that's really I, good i just saw it yeah <laughs> did you ever watch Battlestar galactica the original one jay i don't remember watching much there of it. some that believe yeah, the man comes from the stars. So, all right. On that note, we're going to let you guys go. 
please join us at Dave's Dark Horse Thursday night if you're listening to this in a semi-timely manner. Otherwise, we'll October sixth, October sixth at seven at seven because Jay couldn't be there because Jay couldn't be there at six, so we got to do it at seven. Right. Which I'm probably going to fall asleep halfway through the podcast. Thanks, Jay. Mm-hmm. So, all right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time around.